0: You like that technical foul call, why?
1: It just ruins the game. But he's let everybody know, ad nauseam, that his back hurts, okay? That's not
0: hard. Are you kidding me? me? It's construed as disrespectful to the official jvg nba tribute show hey everyone uh welcome to the 50th episode of the jeff van gundy nba tribute show i'm your host marco with me on this momentous occasion is lucas yep hey what's up not much how exciting is this 50 episodes it's so exciting you know i i actually wanted to you know speak to this moment (laughs) just just a little bit uh when we started doing this podcast uh in october 50 episodes ago i always said if we hadn't found our feet Inside 50 Inside 50 you say Well that actually segues perfectly Into something I prepared for this episode <laughs> Right I pre- So I should just say What I was going to say for, for later
1: Do you want to say it now? Oh I'll just
0: scratch it Never mind
1: Okay perfect So I've made an AFL team Out of NBA players um, I asked Marco If he wanted to do this A couple weeks ago Within an hour I had made my team And I think you have two players Yeah Yeah Um, You can, you can cri- So maybe you can just critique my team I think that's a better idea Because I think
0: if I made a team, it would be fine. You've obsessively made like four teams. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a much better exercise if we talk about you. Yeah, a
1: lot of a lot of a lot of uh players gone down to the VFL, a lot of players dinner uh, <laughs> brought up to do. Wait, it. okay, before
0: you before you say your team, who plays in the VFL?
1: Um um can give me one name, one name. Uh Paddy Mills. Shit. So Paddy Mills. That's <laughs> devastating. The main reason he was a forward pocket was <laughs> My joke was going to be because he's Australian, he's probably better at footy than them all than all the rest of them. (laughs) Um, Turns out that's not that funny. (laughs) Um, But yeah, do you want me me to take you through the lineup?
0: Yeah, hit me with your team. Where should
1: I start? Should I go back to forward or forward Um, to back?
0: I reckon back to forward.
1: Okay, well, I'll I'll start with the follow. Oh, no, no, okay. I'll start with the back line. So my my full back line is Dorian Finney-Smith. Oh, sorry. I love that the only way we mentioned is Dorian Finney-Smith. But um, we were I was only, well, initially we were only allowed five All-Stars, um, but now it's turned to just me is only allowed five All-Stars because I'm the only one that made a team. And I won't let you forget y- about y- it. Y- your
0: self-restrictions are five All-Stars. I'm
1: allowed as many All-Stars as I want if yeah. I ever decide to make a team. <laughs> um, so full back line, the pockets are Dorian Finney-Smith and Drew Holiday, and then my full back is uh, Daniel Gafford. Damn, nice. Yeah. I like that. I like um, that. Halfback. So, basically, for the fullback line, I just thought I'd go for some good defenders. And then Daniel Gafford, who's not afraid to get a spoil. You know, uh, crash a pack. And every now and again, get a mark. But, yeah, mainly spoil. Um, My halfback line, Joe Ingles, Draymond Green, and Jimmy Butler. Oh, damn. Jimmy That's but- very good. Yeah, man. Jimmy Butler, not an all-star this year, which helped tremendously. Uh, I feel like I see J- Jingles as more of a... um. Like a quarterback on the halfback mm. line, circa Brendan Goddard, while I was, while I seen him was just fucking dog awful. Can I uh, can I say one thing? I think just so. A, a critique straight off the bat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you need a I think you need a little bit more speed in your halfback line. Mm, that's not a, that's a very good take. Yeah. Um. <laughs> like I'd maybe like I'd consider moving Drew up there a little bit or something. But even then, he's not like that quick.
1: Yeah, he's quick, but he's not fast. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, yeah, all right, well, that, I'll take that critique And I'll just say, you know th- There are plays in the seconds developing <laughs> right now <laughs> um, Draymond centre-half back is just a, such a no-brainer Yeah, love that, love that uh, My midfield, I'll go with the followers first So my ruck is Dwight Howard My uh, ruck rover Ding, 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 first all-star, Chris Paul And my other ruck rover Is it ruck? Ruck, yeah, ruck rover rover, ruck rover. Yeah, that's right Well, that's fucking... Fo- Damn, they're dumb names for... Sh- for <laughs> what a dumb set of names for positions in a sport. Oh, yeah. And Power Forward is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other one is Lamello Ball. Yeah, okay. So, I like, I think... Dude, honestly, I think Lamello's got some dog in him. <laughs> Remember that, that time he slapped that guy in the face when yeah, he was like 16 right. or something? Okay, okay. Yeah, So, okay. I think he's like the inside ball getter. Um, mm. Same like Chris Paul. And, you know, obviously Chris Paul's more of like a... Well, we already know what Chris Paul does. I just say...
0: And again, a little critique. I just say Chris Paul is just maybe not built for AFL, though. All
1: oh, right. Why? Why do you say that? <laughs> I just think he's. I don't think he.
0: I don't think he'd be fast enough. Like, I don't think he'd be able to keep up with the play.
1: I see him as like a Joel Selwood type. Yeah, right. But much better at at kicking and like <laughs> ma- like making passes. Yeah. Oh, he'd be incredible in that respect. But I think, especially as a follower, like
0: God, you gotta you gotta be following the ball the yeah.
1: entire the entire game. Um. Yeah, and they've obviously got some time to get their game fitness yeah, up. And man, lo- love Dwight, though. Yeah, no no well,
0: one would want to go up against Dwight in The Rock.
1: <laughs> reasons why I picked Dwight. He's six nine or something. Yeah. He's the biggest guy in the uh, NBA. And he gets three fouls a game and plays 18 minutes. Mm-hmm. And all of the players around three fouls plus, going down to like 2.7 all the way up, all play like 28 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. So he's just such an outlier. And there's no foul limit in the AFL. Y-
0: yeah, you don't... He won't <laughs> get called for much either.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um... Then my wings are LeBron and Jar. So, Ooh. ding, 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 ding. Another all-star. <laughs> LeBron and uh, and then Ja <laughs> who is not an all-star. Um, and then my center is Rajon Rondo. Yeah, right. Rondo's the tagger. And then also, I think it would be good. It would be fun to watch Rondo and CP3 play on the same team. Yeah. Like in the same position yeah. and stuff.
0: Yeah, but as you're saying in AFL with different roles... You yeah, know, like CP3 is the play initiator, and Rondo is the tagger. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, nice. and then
1: just LeBron and Jar just getting get as much space as possible to LeBron and Jar just getting as much space as possible to kick the ball inside fifty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I like LeBron. I sort of see him as um like a Nick Cox type.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, shit yeah. Oh, I like that. Damn, yeah. I didn't even think yeah, of that. I don't
0: know if he upgrades his skill set a little bit. I think he could be as, as good as Nick Cox. <laughs> one day. <laughs> yeah,
1: one day. <laughs> um I'm gonna do my half forward line last. Right. My full forward line is Lou Williams, Boyan Bogdanovich, and Pat Bev. Damn, wait.
0: Boyan as your full forward. Boyan's my full wow. forward.
1: Wow. And he's he, this is something I just this is the only note I have on the team. Boyan Bogdanovich is James Podziadli. Who's
0: James Podziad?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Um, well, I thought that was a really good connection I made, um, but apparently not. <laughs> Listeners, re- <laughs> as you always do, let us know if we did. <laughs> you, nah, you're gonna get some love for this call, but not from me. <laughs> My <laughs> AFL knowledge is not arcane enough. Um, arcane. That's right. Um, Lou Will I see as like a you know just like a uh, a, like snap man whatever they call him. Um. What's that racist term they use? Magic. Like, you'd be very Uh, magic. Yeah, Yeah. okay, Doing snaps and things of of this nature. And then Pat Bev, just defensive forward. Yeah. Ultimate runt. Yeah, yeah, Pat Bev would be
0: amazing. Oh, he'd be so good there. He might be one of the best for his position, I think. (laughs) And
1: then here we go, the half forward line. Ding, 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 Kevin Durant. (laughs) Ding, 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 Nikola Jokic. Ding, 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 ding. Steph Curry. Yeah, right. An elite half forward line. (laughs) Um. Yeah. If you get these guys to mark the ball in the fifty, they're either gonna make an assist or kick the goal themselves. Jokic's just a classic, like a an eighties or nineties centre half mm. forward. Big buckets, big elbows, and big goals. <laughs> um, Steph, you know, on that uh, Lou will kind of more skillful, and then KD. I mean, what what more do we have to say about him as a half forward flanker? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, Steph's like a Steph's your James Hurd, I reckon.
1: Like, mm, oh, in, in terms of
0: impact on the game as well, pre twenty ten James yeah. Hurd Yeah, but like Steph is going to have that post retirement <laughs> James Hurd as well. The blunder. Mark my words, <laughs> Mans is part of some mega church. He's going to do, do something bad when he retires.
1: Um, so there you have it. That's cool. the that's the definitive NBA by AFL team. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Again,
0: only only things I can think of: speed on the half back line. Maybe some bask. I just I literally don't think Some basketballers Could like keep up With the speed And physicality of AFL Like I didn't think without, so either Without conditioning yeah, in, but in a like, different way the,
1: That's obviously the case yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe we should I didn't I didn't I actually wasn't in love With Jar on the wing Yeah right That was a bit more Of like a safe pick Than a fun pick Right right so maybe maybe should I put Jingle's on the wing and then jar on the ah oh, jar couldn't I don't trust jar on the no, half back line. No, don't
0: don't put jar on the half back line unless he's like purely like a side type, you know, like a oh, like, yeah, like a get the ball and run. That's not a bad um, call in the defensive 50.
1: Because the other five defenders I, I really like is defenders. Yeah. but that's and a, then but yeah, Jingle's isn't a good defender. He's an okay defender.
0: Mm, he's more he's want- more doggedly, you know.
1: Yeah, 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 he is. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um but then Ja could, like, make those go for steals and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you need...
0: You, you really want as much speed as you can get on the wing as well. I love, I love LeBron there. Like, yeah. God.
1: he, Yeah, he could just... He could walk into the AFL five years ago, probably. Just, <laughs> just transition on the wing. Yeah. But, damn, nice. All right. Well, there you go. There you have it. Nice. The definitive NBA. I've already said that. Um, <laughs> moving on. Um, <laughs> well, you know,
0: glad we opened the uh, podcast talking about uh, the AFL because... Uh, newsflash! Basketball's been a bit shit this week. Yeah, you reckon? <laughs> yeah, like we had um, the Clippers won a couple of games, so that wasn't nice. <laughs> uh, we had that awful blowout of the Hawks by the Bucks.
1: Yes, uh, game. Uh, which game? Uh, game two. Thanks, game Ned. two. Thanks, Ned. Oh
0: yeah, vibe check. Oh uh, yeah, vibes. <laughs> <Ned and laughs> <laughs> Ned and Bo are lifting weights in the room Ned's <laughs> got a nasty pump going They're actually,
1: actually they no joke They're taking turns Doing barbell bicep curls And dumbbell bicep curls And, and
0: smirking at us
1: <laughs> And also actually
0: dips <laughs> <laughs> Couple of dips for a couple of dipshits um, Then that uh, Yeah that Suns Clippers um, Whatever the one before this one was Game 4 Uh that was just seriously one of the worst games I've watched this playoffs. Yeah,
1: 80 to 84. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, the, um, that series is getting into this habit of having like two hour 50, two hour 45 to three hour mm, games yeah. with no overtime. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Games three and four, I think, yeah, the last two... Uh, Sorry, the last three minutes was like roughly 50 minutes of real time. Yeah. That's too much time. Yeah,
0: yeah. And especially that game four where what, both teams scored under... 80 Or around 80 mm, mm. And it went for three hours Yeah <laughs> like, Yeah um, Yeah like all the All the refereeing calls aside uh, Yeah The game's just completely Slowed down uh, On occasion I don't know Do you reckon Chris Paul Coming back has slowed down The Suns
1: a bit? Uh, he doesn't look good Yeah He doesn't look like <clears throat> Like he Like uh, like pre-COVID he, um, he looked Like he was playing by himself Out mm. there mm. And then also just He's setting everyone up <clears throat> he, he made this assist today where he was on the right wing, Crowder cut through the left wing. And I was like, shit, they might win mm. just because of that assist. Because it's like, all everyone's eyes were on him. Crowder made this this defense-breaking cut. CP3 made the pass. And to make that play, and then Crowder gets a layup off of it, you're, you're occupying... Like, all five players are accountable defensively for letting that happen. Mm. So, not only do you take attention off you as Chris Paul and Devin Booker when he has the ball and whoever has the ball. um, Like, sorry, not only do you put attention on the um, secondary scorers, but you take attention off the primary scorers. And from that moment, I was like, oh, shit, this might be like a – this might swing the game for the Suns. But it honestly looked like the the Suns were just there to make the Clippers win the game. You know, like they didn't want to just let them – they didn't want to Hand them the game They were just there To keep it competitive enough For them to have to Earn the win Yeah. Right. Because the Clippers I mean Yeah they, they did have to Have a good game But The Suns didn't put up Too much of a fight Yeah
0: Yeah Yeah It's interesting Because um, We've said this many times The Suns have been The team in the playoffs To just put their Put their foot on the throat When they're ahead um, When they're winning Oh hey buddy <laughs> Um, And Yeah For them to sort of I, I guess not play to their full strength, if that makes sense. Mm. It's a bit surprising. Um, I think, yeah, like in those first two wins against the Clippers, especially um, game one, uh, they were so, like they were just so fast, like they were just in transition every single play, mm. um, and that's kind of where they won the game, I think. Uh, but yeah, when Chris Chris Paul's back, we know he thrives in the half court, but like in previous series, he's sort of been able to, I guess, step aside. In transition a bit mm. And like not sort of Be the focal point of the offense but He just really slowed them down At yeah. times It was sort of like um, When Harden was coming back From the injury In the nets Buck series mm. Whenever he'd get the ball um, You know Instead of like Starting the fast break Or whatever He'd just could slow it down To the half court Because he knew he couldn't Keep up and Obviously yeah. like Sometimes that's The right decision It's like okay Like if I'm out Then you know It's three on three Or whatever It's not mm. really an advantage For us mm. But then at other times It's like I don't know Sometimes, it, yeah, you need to open up the game like that
1: just <clears throat> it, rather than just playing to your your strength in the half court. And definitely Chris Paul would be doing that because he... I mean, Chris Paul's a pretty smart basketball player. Oh, yeah. One of the smartest. <laughs> but, like, he would be... Um, it, yeah, I feel like he's, like, playing to his limits yeah, right now. Yeah, that's exactly it, yeah. Because he would make that play if he mm-hmm. could. Yeah. Um, so he probably just, like, identifies it early and is like, okay, well, I'm not... Let's not get ahead of ourselves I I can't make this play right now Yeah
0: exactly But then is it You know Are his limits limiting
1: The Suns as a team No No Because Campaign plays more Yeah And as much as I was loving campaign I've not been loving him as of late (laughs) Um, Also God Monty Williams Just fucking bench Dario Saric Yeah Just play 8 and 40 minutes And then go small For the other 8 minutes that guy is fucking awful you don't- Every time he gets the ball, it's good for the Clippers Yeah, yeah I got the Saric minutes in the other series Because it was like, okay, they have
0: size But like, mm. I don't know They're playing Morris at the 5 yeah. For a lot of these minutes in this yeah. Clippers series Often to their advantage as well yeah. Um, yeah, you can just afford to go small And put Crowder at the 5 or something like that yep. for, a, for a little bit of it
1: um, Yeah, fuck Saric <laughs> <Dog shit. laughs> uh, another thing I've noticed throughout these playoffs, I don't think I've seen Reggie Jackson miss an open shot. Yeah. He has been so like well prepared for every situation. Mm. Um and just like it looks like he values every single shot and he's just been so consistent and sometimes the best scorer on their team. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I've kind of been saying about Reggie Jackson
0: for the last half of this season. He's <laughs> such he's so solid. Like yeah. I think, okay, like if we compare him to campaign who had, you know, one really good game in this series and then has been pretty ass. Mm. And obviously has, like, advantages over Chris Paul. He's much faster, like, can get under the rim, um, you know, in a different sort of way. But then it's just that that tier between, you know, top tier and second or third tier players yeah. of how consistent you can be in big games like that. And Reggie Jackson has just played well in every single game. Yeah, And, like, you know, he's not... He's not like a massive shot creator for
1: himself, but if he gets an open look, he's gonna hit it like every single time. Yeah. Um. And today, I don't know how many minutes Boogie played. I think it was like twelve, maybe Mm, career playoff high. Yeah. (laughs) Um. But he, DeAndre Ayton. If if the other team is playing one center and he's playing him for twelve minutes, you have to win that matchup for those twelve minutes because you're not like Boogie completely won that matchup today. He owned both restricted areas. Like he would foul you every yeah. single time you went in and bump you, you were cutting, whatever. And then when he was in the in the key, I feel like he was like, man, I used to drop 50 points a game in <laughs> Sacramento. I'm going to like, <laughs> let me at least replicate that for five, for 10 minutes at a time here yeah. in, in Los Angeles.
0: It's interesting what you're saying that like the Suns sort of did everything to let the Clippers win this game because it also took like career playoff eyes from Paul George, Boogie, And I'm going to assume Marcus Morris. (laughs) (laughs) What what was it? He he had 22 points. Oh my God. I'm going to assume that's his playoff. Beat his his all career high by 10. (laughs) Really? (laughs) I don't
1: know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like it took big games. Um, You know, obviously Paul George, if Paul George has a big game, I don't know. I'm not really blaming the other team for that at all, but like uh, for Boogie, who's been a Bit of a non-entity in this series mm. Bit of a non-entity since he signed for the Clippers Really, they haven't mm. really been making the most out of his Minutes, mm. um, and then yeah Marcus Morris Sr uh, Dropping
1: 22 on you
0: Yeah, uh, Like, I don't know, that's not gonna happen I don't think that will happen in
1: game 6 I think this was a well I'm looking at all of this from the Suns Perspective, yeah. because don't look at it From the Clippers <laughs> perspective <laughs> Turn off now, if, if you are <laughs> No, please actually don't Um, <laughs> um yeah, I think that all of these good things happening for the Clippers, like all of, this, all of these efficient games for individual players happening for the Clippers is kind of fortuitous in a way because yeah. it does seem unsustainable. Mm. Um, and honestly, after this series, after what's happened in this series, if you look at a big picture... After five games, it prob you probably feel good if you're three 3-2 as Phoenix. Oh yeah. Like yeah. you'd obviously want to close out. Obviously you want to win the series as soon as possible. But a couple of those games, especially the eight and tip, um, I feel like the Clippers I feel like the Clippers could definitely be up three two right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, no, certainly. Um I think yeah, the other thing, I think this will be interesting. Can Paul George keep up what he's doing? Into like game six and seven of this year, Because he he looks he looks spent at the end of every game, yeah. But if you're an elite player, which Paul George supposedly is, <laughs> you
1: know, he thinks he is. A lot of other people think he is. <laughs> this is like when we got sent that Mount Rushmore of rappers, yeah. and it was like three rappers. It was Kendrick Drake, yeah. Kendrick Drake, uh, th- th- sorry. Mount Rushmore of rappers throughout the 2010s. It was Kendrick, Drake, J. Cole, and then you fill in the other one. And immediately all of us were like, oh, right, well, let's take J. Cole off there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have to fill two spots.
0: <laughs> I mean, obviously it was Kanye. I think we came to a consensus that yeah. maybe Travis Scott had a shout in there. Because I- you obviously take J. Cole. Off <laughs> <Yeah. there. laughs> Paul George's. J. Cole. Have you ever seen Paul George and J. Cole in the same room at the same time? <laughs> God, that's a great comparison. Ah, uh, J. Cole's not as. Not as cocky As Paul George I think Paul George is so much more Of a dickhead mm. When J. Cole releases an album He sort of acts like He acts like a Fucking Soft boy about it Whereas Paul George When he wins a game He, he literally
1: Acts like he just won the MVP Like The big difference is J. Cole has a really bad fan base Paul George doesn't have a fan base <laughs>
0: The Lakers have a fan base The Clippers don't have a fan base <laughs> Um Anyway So what was I saying about Paul George? Oh yeah Um Yeah If you are supposedly like A top 10 player Top 15 player Then yeah You You can play that well for 41 minutes in seven, Yeah In 7 games
1: Yeah But um Yeah It's the boogie Marcus Morris came out so hot Yeah I Yeah like, he was like
0: What 6 for 6 or something I think
1: so <laughs> It was five, 5 for 5 or 6 for 6 in the first quarter Um and the Clippers actually did a really good job of just maintaining the lead throughout the entire game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was a good win for the Clippers. Like, it was definitely a good win for the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think... I think I called Suns in seven. I'm sticking with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I... I can't remember what I said. It was, I think you said Suns, Suns in I, six. I think
0: it was Suns in six or seven. I'd say six. I reckon they could close it out in the next game. Yeah. But, um, it's in lack. And uh, I, think, I think, like, the Suns will be happy to have a big game next game considering, like, mm. you know, they're going to have at least four or five days off before the, mm. before the
1: NBA Finals,
0: mm. if they do get there.
1: Actually, you know something I do feel good about the Clippers for? I'll keep it short. Um, Boogie was pretty bad at the end of game four, mm. the 84-80... Yeah, yeah, the 84-80 game where the Suns won. I'm really happy for him that he had a big game, mm. like, in response to that. Yeah. Um, now, to drag the Clippers... Bro, it fucking... Can you just offici... Oh, the officiating grinds my gears in this series. Mm. You let the Clippers get away with so much mm. bullshit between plays, chatting back. If Pat Bev... If any other player did what Pat Bev does on one possession, yeah. it's a tech. Yeah. And it's like, you let these motherfuckers instigate all this fucking bullshit all game long. And then you're going to call double technicals. And then you're going to call tech on the Suns. It's like, why are you not... You're like, this is so... Such a band-aid approach Like prevent this shit From happening in the first place Don't let Pat Bev Fucking breathe on everyone The entire game <laughs> Every time Like Luca
0: Got upset about a call During the year He got a tech Right mm, Yeah Every single time Yeah He had however many It was like 12 or 13 or Yeah something. Pat Bev fucking applauds Every Every refereeing decision That goes the Clippers way That's If you're gonna If you're gonna foul Luca For like talking back about something You should foul Pat Bev for fucking Smacking his little wet hands together (laughs) (laughs) Every single time a call goes his way Because it's the same It's the same sentiment You know I don't think either should be a tech Yeah I think he should be getting teched for other shit Yeah Like I don't know Being Pat (laughs) (laughs) Bear. Um But like, if you want
1: to be consistent, then actually be fucking consistent It's the inconsistency! It's the inconsistency for me <laughs> Um, and I hate this, this, like, thing that, like, the Clippers like, oh, we're the tough team Being tough isn't giving a hit, it's taking a hit yeah. And they're just, fu- and they're, they're just yeah. dirty They're yeah. classless and they're dirty Um, yeah Yeah, no, I love that Yeah, yeah,
0: okay, and, like, Reggie Jackson's gritty, right? Pat Bev is dirty
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely <laughs> It's good. It's kind of good to have both of them on the court at the same time. Yeah. Though, quite a know. nice ju- uh, symbiotic juxtaposition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's the second I, time I've I, said that. I actually, I love Reggie, Pat Bev
0: minutes. I don't know what it is. It's, so, it's just so funny seeing them both on the court together and Rondo sitting on the bench. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. It just logically that shouldn't work, but yeah. it, it does. Yeah. yeah. Um, damn. Should we kick over to the East? Yeah. So we haven't previewed or well, reviewed any of these no. um, since last step. Wow. Eight, eight. Eight days since last episode. Wow. Um, Tied for the longest time. <laughs> um, fucking hell. That's just that's so dumb. Hey, mate.
0: It's, it's, it's been a long time between innings, hasn't it?
1: <laughs> I didn't get that at all. Um, anyway, Bucks-Hawks. Uh, Bucks up 2-1 right now.
0: Mm.
1: I'm not vibing this series. Not at all. <laughs> it's looking more and more like the Bucks are going to win. Yeah In like oh. a, a Hawks are gonna lose sort of way
0: Man Game 1 Game 1 was great In In that You know I, You love seeing this Bucks team get beaten Yeah <laughs> like, Oh yeah you really, And you you love them making the mistakes that they've made All throughout the playoffs and all series long Yeah And actually getting punished for it Yeah um, And obviously Trey Young is awesome This Hawks team is awesome Game 2 Uh I I actually like for the first maybe quarter and a bit I was really into it because yeah. when the Bucks are playing well which they were and Giannis was being used so well like you know all inside the paint um, all like on the receiving end of plays that's when I like watching the Bucks but then yeah. yeah but then when you go forty points up you just don't want to watch the game anymore
1: yeah you know? I turned the game <laughs> off at sixty one ninety nine because that's what you do when the score is sixty one to ninety nine <laughs> yeah uh, but I think that game too was the perfect example of. Creating offense out of D, yeah, because like they got so many like Drew cherry picks, and mm. I'm saying cherry picks in like a good way. Like it's in the NBA, if you're getting cherry picks, you're defending so well, yeah, yeah. and like you're on such a string, and your your teammate is anticipating the turnover yeah. Yeah. and then being in that uh, situation, um, and then yeah, they were just playing so much more free flow, mm. um, but still, even when the Bucks run a play, it's like it's fucking 2K. Mm. Like okay, one action has to happen, and, yeah, and then okay, the next the, the next action initiates. Um, And just their offense I don't want that To win a championship Like yeah. I don't want to watch What they do Win a championship No, no. And yeah And it
0: means the final Like if the Bucks Make the finals It means we're going to be Subject to at least Two or three games Of like Shit Giannis Isos <clears throat> Yeah And Chris Middleton Just completely disappearing Yeah um, And you know Drew going 25% From the field Or something like that and yeah, I, yeah I don't fucking want that either Yeah um, uh, Yeah that That game too Like yeah Drew had 22 but it felt like every bucket was like, wow. Yeah. Like he made that play and, yeah. and he finished it off really well. It wasn't like there were no no easy two points in there. Mm. Um, and then game three. I don't know. Like, uh, what was wrong with that game?
1: <laughs> this is the first game I didn't watch in a month. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. I watched more, nearly all of the first round. And then I watched all of the second round and all of the conference finals, except for this game. This That was the first game I missed in so long. Yeah. And I was thinking about it because I'm like, obviously I'm at work and I'm like, I mute all my notifications and then I come home and I watch the games. Yesterday I was like, "This is unsustainable." <laughs> I simply have to do other things. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: it's true, it's true. Um,
1: but yeah, tell me the story of yesterday's game. Um,
0: the Hawks were just getting such good looks in the first half, and you know when the Bucks would go go down the other end and also score, you would kind of forget about it. It was just like a really ordinary basket. Yeah, but uh, like the Hawks were just forcing so many open shots for themselves Mm. i thought they were defending really well and then yeah it was tied at half time yeah and you were like oh no like from half time i was like yeah the hawks aren't gonna win this like all right like which was so weird for a bucks game (laughs) 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 like um yeah uh milwaukee just looked like they had so much more left in them Mm. um going into the half and the hawks are already starting to look shaky miss their shots yeah look a bit tired um, yeah, when Trey got his foot stood on by the ref yeah. in the fourth quarter, it, yeah, that, it, that really felt like it. And they went on some, like, ab- abysmal, um, shooting run there as well. Mm. Um, it was, it was finally, like, oh my God, I know why people love Chris Middleton so much. Yeah. Like, you know, it, oh, yeah. he's so nice to watch when he's playing well, like hitting every yeah. three, like, beautiful, um, turnaround fadeaways. Uh, playmaking as well, yeah. like playmaking. Chris Middleton is such a joy to watch, mm. um, and yeah, I think Drew has just defended even even when Trey, what uh, Trey had thirty five and forty or whatever in yeah. game one and three, yeah, Drew still defended him so well. Yeah, in both of those games, like it's the only series where they haven't like they haven't had to double Trey, and I think it. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think it's his scoring output. Of course, he's because he's just gonna pu- he's gonna pull up from the logo a number of times. You can't really do anything about the pick and rolls and the floaters. But, like, stopping him from getting assists, like stopping him from getting those easy lobs to um, Collins and Capella, which they did so well um, in Game 3. Not having to double-team him, so, like, you know, not immediately being in a mismatch if you're defending him and he um, passes out of the trap. It's just so valuable. I think that's, like, this is... The whole Drew trade might be worth it just... This is so shit Because the Bucks Should just walk over like Atlanta The whole Drew trade Might be worth it If this is like If he helps them Overcome this roadblock In this series
1: Yeah if he can be like The decisive factor Of them getting yeah. to the NBA finals From the conference finals Like to winning this series Yeah exactly
0: yeah. Exactly like he's You know he turns Two defenders into one defender mm, he, Yeah he, he good free, point. He frees someone else Up on the floor To like um, and yeah, nobody else has been able to do that in the playoffs. Like no, yeah. nobody's been able to limit Trey without without trapping
1: him. Not even the team that had three players in the All NBA <laughs> defensive teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, and always a pretty good defensive coach. Yeah, exactly. Uh, damn, good, good. Uh, recap of the game. Whew. I think yeah, taking the, um, getting rid of those half court transitions mm. from the Hawks because they just they turn maybe two back to back lobs into like a twenty to twelve run. Yeah, and then. They just have a good enough offense to outscore you the rest of the game. Yeah. And then also, they're so well drilled defensively. Um, and yeah, I saw highlights from that Middleton stretch and it is nice when he's on. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's taken him quite a while. I, I, he hasn't had a good playoff run. No, no, not at all. I, I, that's what I meant. Like, even when he's been okay, he's
0: sort of felt absent. He hasn't felt yeah. like a decisive factor in any game. Yeah. Saw a disgusting Instagram post <laughs> being like, uh, Middleton's the first option, Giannis is the second option. <laughs> just God. shut up. Close Brent your computer Forbes is the third <laughs> Snap your phone in half I'm calling your mother She's cutting your plan off <laughs> Please don't call my mom.
1: <laughs> Um. Yeah, what, what's your prediction for the rest of the series? I think the Bucks are going to win yeah. I don't know in how many games But I think they're going to make the finals Yeah I'm not, I'm not When I say I don't want the Bucks to win The championship I'm not anti-Bucks I'm pro-basketball mm. And there's just nothing fulfilling about watching them win yeah like you know that game too was fulfilling it was nice to watch them just completely stop just complete don't even give the Hawks yeah. a chance to get into their stuff it was fun to watch them defend in that game but other than that than that they haven't been like like that Nets series like why did it why was it so hard for you to get past that one guy um But yeah, I think yeah, Bucks will Bucks will get to the
0: finals. Yeah, I think like the difference between saying okay, I don't want the Nets to win because it's bad for basketball in the sense that they assembled a super team. Yeah, blah 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 blah. Like that's one thing. Saying you don't want the Bucks to win. Like I love I love the Bucks. I love the way they've built this team. In a way Like they're a small market team They took a bet on this uh, Greek super freak Who turned into a two time MVP (laughs) Thank you (laughs) And yeah uh, Thanassus is okay as well Um, and, And yeah Like you know They slowly built the pieces around him But yeah When you watch them You're like This isn't the basketball that I want Yeah To be winning the league
1: Yeah It's like It's bad for basketball Because It's bad basketball Oh wait, I had the I had the wording, but I've lost it. But like it's annoying if the Nets win cuz it's like they just assembled this team, yeah. but it's not bad basketball. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, it's, it's actually great, bas- great basketball yeah, actually. It's fantastic <laughs> basketball. It's bad basketball in 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 uh that city. Yeah. Yeah, I think
0: we <laughs> we spend so much time talking about like basketball off court and what's bad for basketball off court.
1: Uh we should just be focusing on what's happening on the court. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, speaking of, should we move back off the court <laughs> to the coaches? Oh classic, classic basketball fan. Just keep your eye on the ball. <laughs> um, do you want to move to the coaching yeah. hires? Yeah, let's go for it. Who, uh, who you got? Where do you want? Well, actually, I just want to say my first note for this episode was Markeith Morris was my team's starting power forward for three years, and I've come to the conclusion that I'm a really high character guy because of that. <laughs> so now we can move on to the coaching. <laughs>
0: Um, I think at the beginning of the basketball segment of this episode, uh, when I said bad week in basketball, I was also referring to, you know, the fact that Jason Kidd and Chauncey Billups yeah. have coaching jobs, which I don't, I mean, uh, man, I don't know where to start with this. I think the Jason Kidd thing is pretty black and white. I think yeah. spousal abuse should just disqualify you yeah. from uh. Pretty much any job. I don't know. Maybe you can be in middle management. Maybe you can sweep floors or something like yeah. that. Um, but I don't think you should have any, like, sort of, you know, you shouldn't be a public figurehead yeah. of any sort.
1: The fucking Mavericks. Yeah. They trade for Porzingis, <laughs> who's a rapist. sign Kid, who's an abuser. And there was just, like, an. A, there was this... So much stuff came, up, came out about them just having a culture of sexual assault yeah. within the Mavericks organization. Yeah. yeah. And it's, like... And now and then after all of that shit's happened, you sign Jason Kidd. Yeah. Yeah. It's really bad. And
0: uh, reports are saying, like, obviously, like, Dirk's there in an advisory role. And he had just such a huge influence on this. And then also, I think um, Kidd's assistant's going to be Jason Terry and one of another former Maverick yeah. from that era, um, who I can't remember the name of. Um, and, yeah, man, just... <laughs> Just stink, stinks of a stinks of a fucking boys' club, you yeah. know. Like yeah, these guys who these guys who won a championship in the good old unpc two thousand. Yeah, <laughs> Mark Cuban who just has so much money that he can do whatever he likes and yeah, runs his club and in. shut everyone up. Yeah, and you know, uh, not listen to the people who are maybe have the franchise's best interests at heart. Mm. Ah, yeah, it's really disappointing. But hey, if Luke is happy, then
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's just like basketball shouldn't be bigger than everything else. Yeah. You should you should be a decent fucking person. Yeah. That like, ugh. I mean, obviously this happens. All, it's in every sport mm. all the time. But it's like, why don't we start stopping it now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah,
0: I, that's the disappointing thing is like, Luca wanted Kid, and Dame wanted Kid in Portland as oh, well. Oh really? Like that was his first choice. Um, because he you know, he'd done some good workouts with him or something like that. Uh which yeah, it's just so it's so disappointing. Like this stuff's being talked about very publicly and the stars aren't saying anything about it. They're yeah. going, no, I want that guy. They're not, yeah. they're not going yeah. like, look, I, I get his history of that, but you know, yeah. I, I think he, you know, I think he's changed or I don't know, like some bullshit like that, which I would yeah. also disagree with, but more strongly this idea that like you can just be silent. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And just focus on their basketball attributes. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it's just shit. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, Billups to the blazers. um, who was he found guilty of rape? No, nah, so they had like a civil settlement and never it never went
0: to like criminal court or whatever. Yeah. So him and Ron Mercer and some other uh Boston teammates uh made a civil settlement in nine ninety seven with this woman. Uh whose whose girlfriend? Antoine Walker's uh girlfriend.
1: Um uh
0: yeah, for
1: sexual assault basically. Yeah. yeah. Um I don't have the article up, but I read it. It's very um it's pretty, um, like it definitely is sexual assault. Like, yeah. there's no, there's no, there's no, yeah, like there's no questioning yeah. that it is trigger warning. If you read that article
0: for real, like, yeah, it's really awful. Um, and yeah, like that. What I mean, it, it just
1: came out, but I didn't like it happened. In yeah, 1997. in 1997. Um, I, I that was the first time I heard about it was today, and I've spent my entire basketball fandom loving Chauncey Billups. Yeah, and it fucking It's just gross. Yeah. And it's just like horrible, horrible, just horrible. It's just horrible, man. Like what yeah. the fuck? And then now, yeah, he's the head coach yeah. of the Portland Trailblazers.
0: Yeah. Legit. Um, yeah. Wow. It sucks, man. And yeah, you know, you have you have some very capable women coaches being uh, considered for these jobs who don't have these like awful histories. Mm. I'm almost certain. I'm almost certain if you hire a woman as an NBA coach, she's not going to have any sexual assaults, yeah. <laughs> in her history. Like I, I'm happy to make that call. Yeah, um, yeah. And instead, you just keep going with the same old guys who've been in the league, despite how fucking, despite their awful actions over their career.
1: Mm. Just don't hire them. Just yeah. stop hiring. Just stop hiring them. Hiring him. Stop hiring. In Australia. Him. Stop hiring Wayne Carey. Stop hiring. <laughs> <laughs> my first note afterwards. Um, my brother's girlfriend, Maddie Fife, Shout out Maddie Fife, Made this, made a great point about uh, Eddie Maguire. Like, everything that's bad about Eddie Maguire is his commentary. <laughs> is his commentary. So, why is he a commentator? <laughs> like, why yeah. is he being paid yeah. to do yeah. that? I get what you're saying. I yeah. get what you're saying. So, just stop hiring them. Like, what's the outfall going to be if you don't hire them? What mm. are they going to do? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I- the, the, the public response will be so much greater than whatever power they wield internally. Yeah. Uh, it's just this awful thing that all those, like,
0: institutions of power, sport, media, politics... It's just fucking guys have been friends since their you know their 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 days in the draft class or their days at whatever prestigious university or whatever. Yeah. Like Eddie McGuire doesn't get fired because everyone on every channel in the media loves him and knows him personally. Like yeah. and they're like, "Oh, no, Eddie's a good guy." Yeah. Oh, you wouldn't fire Wayne Carey. He's one of the greats of the game. Yeah. yeah. Oh, god. But then yeah. I think there is a thing. There's a difference between firing and also not hiring. You yeah. don't you don't have to give Wayne Carey uh, Hair loss. Yeah, hair the, loss. The hair loss. Hair ad loss.
1: The one thing more important. The audacity of that ad. So far. The one. Th- the one thing more important than footy. The second most important thing in the world is footy. The most important thing, men's health. <laughs> okay, so that's fucked up. M- women's health What's could me- be third in that. Would, that would <laughs> What's men's health though? Hair loss. <laughs> Let's hire Wayne fucking Carey to do this fucking ad. Everything about that ad fucking sucks.
0: So tone deaf. Awful, awful shit.
1: Sorry. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm not sorry. Don't apologize. <laughs> um, should we move over to Boston who... Uh, um, what's the word? In, in all of this chaos... Actually, making a progressive decision. <laughs> <laughs> Boston of all teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, was there anything more you wanted to say about that? No, I'm good. I'm good with those. Stop I- hiring. I've said them. my piece. Stop hiring him. Uh, Ime Yudoka, who was actually on Trick Marco, mm. but I never used him. I don't think because, yeah. um, I think I watched the game with you or something, and he was in the he was an assistant coach, and they were talking. Yeah, about yeah. Him at yeah. Some stage. I I would have picked him up. I would have picked him up. But yeah, Ime Yudoka was just coaching with the Spurs. I can't remember who he played for when he was during his career, but mm. he was always like a classic like sacrificer for the betterment of the team and then just like smart, wing, um, good defender. I think he was an okay shooter. Uh and I really just think I just think he's a he's he would be like a You know how, like they cut to Monty Williams and he's always chill. Mm. I feel like that's how Ime Yudoku yeah, will be as a coach. Nice. I like that.
0: I like that. Um yeah, I mean he's he's got the resume. He's a former player uh, Spurs. He was just at the Nets this season, wasn't he? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I, I love the hire. I think, I think someone who's been an assistant for eight, nine years, um, as you said, cuts that like calm, collected figure. Yeah, give him a shot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, and yeah, I, I don't, I don't think Boston's the right team for like one of those old guys, like a Mike D'Antoni or something yeah. like that. I don't think, I don't, I, I think,
1: um, I think like a sort of fresh perspective would be good in Boston. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be fun to watch, to see what happens. And it's not like a Nate Bjorkren type beat. beat. It's like, this guy's pretty, um, got quite a good resume and also was a really good player. Yeah, for sure. And I can just see the the translation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Sorry, a cat just entered the apartment. A cat had a birthday and all the cats came to eat cat cake and play a cat game. To open cat presents and when they were through, they said happy birthday the way cats do. They
0: said, Meow, Meow, Meow. Everybody do it now. Sorry, uh, really cute cat entered the apartment. So uh, I'll play like some cute cat noises there. I, I already actually I already played some cute cat noises there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, moving uh, on. Moving uh, on. Good luck in Boston, Ime Yudoka. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rick Carlisle going to Indiana. Mm. Um, what do you think about that? Ah, I'm kind of torn. Like,
0: Indiana. I feel like Indiana lacked this sort of mental fortitude, especially this season. Uh, where they just couldn't close games. Uh, yeah, didn't look didn't look convincing despite like the amount of talent on their roster. I think Rick Carlisle could either be really good or really bad for that. Yeah. Like, uh, he could either beat him into shape into like, you know, a top four East team, or I don't know, he could kind of break their spirits and just have like one really
1: shit. Stan Van Gundy type season there Yeah That's I'm I think it will be the case <laughs> Yeah Um, But it'll be interesting Because he's He's going from he's, Like this roster With all these Different approaches To scoring From different positions On the mm. court as well Like it's just Such a stark contrast From Luca plus four True um, True I like that And I think that Like we'll kind of get a Better grasp on how well Carlisle coached The Mavericks mm. With whoever Oh with fucking Jason Pidd <laughs> <sighs> He just keeps coming back, doesn't he? <laughs> Jesus, it's like a um, roach. And we'll also see. I think um, Carlisle will like raise their floor but lower their ceiling. In yeah, the he'll make yeah, them right. a more well-drilled team. But and like, I can I, I can imagine him taking them to the playoffs, and then they, it makes sense that they lose in the first round or something. <laughs>
0: yeah, and yeah. that's just what happens. I like that. Um, raise their floor but lower their ceiling because I feel like they were playing pretty much at their floor all season yeah, long, yeah. despite having like so much potential. Yeah. So yeah, just just to have them like, just for that roster to play to its strengths would be enough, I th- I think. I, th-
1: I thought Stotts would be a good fit in Indiana. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like Portland, Stotts in Portland, he never really um, developed many players. Mm. And um, I think that Indiana just has like a really solid nine player rotation. Yeah. And that he could just use the pieces that he already knows what they can do. Mm. Like, he could use, use them well together. I don't know... Because Carlisle was pretty blessed with that first Mavs team. With Dirk and, like, one of the best... Like, great individual defenders. And then he coached them well defensively. Mm. Um, and... Then he just got to coach Luca, <laughs> um, So... Yeah, I don't know if Carlisle's that good of a coach <laughs> Now that I think about it You can't you can't really say
0: Like, I just don't think you it's can say It's hard to standardize He's had two generational players back to back Yeah Sort of fuck, fuck the Mavericks are lucky Like Yeah They had Dirk for what? 16 seasons?
1: 18 seasons? Mm. And now they're going to 21
0: have 21? Yeah <laughs> Really?
1: Yeah 21 I'm, seasons 41-21-1 was his thing Number 41-21 seasons One ring or something wow. When he retired Wow it must be record gra- Must be a great culture what? in Dallas <laughs>
0: Maybe that's it. Maybe all, maybe all bus, maybe all male basketball players are just awful, and that's why they all want to play in Dallas. <laughs> oh my god! Damn, <laughs> cerebral. Um, speaking of players who don't want to play in uh, Dallas, <laughs> in Dallas, uh, Dame is reportedly pretty unhappy um, in Portland. Uh, mm. He was he was happy with the Chauncey hire uh, it was one of his recommendations, but I think the whole circus around the coach thing uh, annoyed him a bit. Mm. Uh, there was this report from. Boop, 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 I'm going to do a deep two thing and uh, mention the journalist. Uh, Yahoo Sports, Chris Haynes, <laughs> <laughs> shout out the deep two. Uh, he's quite a reliable Portland uh, journal, apparently. Um, yeah, saying that he just doesn't have faith that that franchise can, like, you know, that that they can build a championship-contending team
1: around him after trying for so long. Um, um, and yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I'm glad to see that Damian Lillard's thinking what everyone else thought five years ago. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, leave. (laughs) It'll be so much more fun if he goes somewhere else. Any team he goes to will make the league so much more interesting, and he'll have a better time. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Playing with like a proper two guard that can defend and is a bit taller than CJ McCollum. I like CJ McCollum, but I don't know. He's kind of plain. Like he's a good basketball player. He's not great. Mm. Um, And he's a consistent like, I think that CJ McCollum is kind of a great example of what has been limiting the Trailblazers. Like, not, not great enough to overcome, like, a really, um, like, a tough opponent, mm. but good enough to beat the bad ones.
0: Mm.
1: Mm. Sorry, I got a mouthful of chips. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I think of, like,
0: CJ and Dame, on paper, like, two great scoring guards, can both shoot the three really well you know, Splash Brothers esque. But Clay is just one of the best defenders in the league. Yeah. And CJ like and and he's really long, so he can defend pretty much anyone. Yeah. CJ just can't do that at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd also say Clay is like quite a I'd say he's a lot better than CJ Yeah, McCollum. But you know the you see the sort of like having like an all star backcourt. You can have an all star backcourt. But yeah, like you need someone who can defend
1: yeah. and uh defend beyond the two as well. Yeah. Um yeah I'd like to see Dame somewhere else. I'd just like to see a superstar like that, who's not wanting out, who tried a lot yeah. in there, like the th- th- uh, at the city that drafted them. I'd like to see a player like that go to another team because, yeah. like, by all accounts, he'd probably go. Like, he'd probably have like the welcome back, Dame, and then you know, Dame Dame Lillard, Bubblehead Night, even though it's like his away <laughs> game, um, his first game back in Portland. Yeah, yeah, I think it's one of those things where you you could never, I don't know, if you're saying.
0: You know fuck dame for trying to force his way out of portland how ungrateful blah 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 you're just wrong he's given that city so much he's yeah. given that team so much he's given them so much time to build a good team around him um that yeah it's it totally makes sense for him to leave
1: man me being the chosen one was like a blessing <laughs> in deception <laughs> um Fucking do you want bars. to talk about the weissman trade yeah i do um, right, let's 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 keep this to three minutes three minutes <laughs> dinner's cooking <laughs> um <laughs> what was I
0: talking about? Uh, there's a you know a trade on the table. Uh, Warriors will trade Wiseman in the seventh pick for uh, the Raptors Pascal Siakam. Um, I really like it. I haven't I haven't thought about it heaps for the Warriors, but I really like it for the Raptors. Yeah, I good think, point. I think the Raptors uh could be in like a really nice future facing position, right? Mm. Where if they do a sign and trade with Lowry, um, let's just say. They trade him uh, to the to Philly. They get like two young guys and yeah. one or two young guys, and they'll have to take Danny Green for the mm. for the um, wages. Uh, then you got Fat Freddie, OJ, <laughs> OJ, um, uh, Wiseman, uh, Gary Trent Jr., and then yeah, you could have like Thibodeau, Maxi, a couple of those guys, plus Jalen Suggs, plus this, whoever, True. plus whoever the seventh pick is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and you've just got like seven or eight guys under 25 who are all like have really high ceilings and who are all probably like quite good at basketball now. Maybe not, maybe not Wiseman. You know, Wiseman probably needs another year or two before mm. he's the Aiden clone that um, Alessio Conte thinks he'll be. Um, and I don't know, but yeah, Suggs could be one of those guys who just strolls into the NBA and is. Uh, is a starting Is a starting player um, Yeah And I think that's what they should do I don't think they should be like I think this should be like a You know Not a reset But a, like a Two or three year reload Yeah And like Freddie's got three more Three more years on his contract So you don't have to worry about him wanting out Yeah um, You'll have to k- sign Gary Trent Jr. To some money But yeah If you can get him even for two or three years By then You'll be a good enough team That you can sort
1: of um, Retain your core Yeah Before you said Seven or eight players below 25 20- Maybe it's eight or nine. And let, <laughs> let me know if I'm being too horny here. Yeah. But Kyle Lowry for Ben Simmons.
0: Oh! Like a trade based around
1: that. Yeah. So to go back to a couple of weeks ago, I'm still I still have my foot firmly in the door, Dame for AD. Mm. Um. But like, what about yeah, Lowry for Simmons? I feel like the Wiseman and seven move for. Siakam for the Warriors is very short-term mm. and it's long-term for the Raptors. And getting rid of Ben Simmons is very short-term for the Sixers, mm. but they're in a win-now phase. So why doesn't Toronto, like, buy now mm. while all these while all these pieces' values are way lower than they should true, be? Because, like, true, true. Siakam for James Wiseman and Pick 7, straight up, is a fucking horrendous trade for whoever's <laughs> getting Pascal Siakam. <laughs> but, like, Pascal Siakam is the fifth-best player on a team yeah. next to... Draymond who'll just keep him keep his head in order and just teach him, Hey man, you're six nine and way better than everyone. Play like that. <laughs> uh and then yeah, he can just play off of Steph and Clay. Um I think it's 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 I'm I don't wanna get ahead of myself, but I think I'll probably pick the Warriors to win next yeah, year. right Because nice. I was gonna pick them to win this year if Clay was healthy. Yeah. Um sorry, I no. I uh, that's what I meant, but whatever. <laughs> um <laughs> And, yeah, I, you good point. I Like, legit, that was the first time I thought about it from the Raptors' side. Yeah. And you laid out a really good case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they'll just have so many, not, not even assets, but, like, actual
0: potential players. Like, yeah. Like, it's not like, oh, well, this pick could turn into this. It's like, no, you have six or seven guys who we know are going to get at least this good and could get at least this good. I have my yeah. hand, like sort of mid and then I had it really high uh, for the, those um, not watching the video pod
1: <laughs> um, yeah cool I think we had a really
0: good episode and we yeah. should end it now nice nice uh, we're gonna go eat bean burritos alright oh, episode 50 uh, nah I don't really want to say anything about it I'll save it for 100 <laughs> <laughs> damn
1: that those, those was romantic guys. another 50 bro another 50 <laughs> shout out Zach Randolph number
0: 50 <laughs> alright bye You've been listening to an episode of the Jeff Van Gundy NBA Tribute Show hosted by Lucas Petridis and Marco Holden-Jeffrey. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. You can also follow us on Instagram at Tribute show and Twitter at NBA Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next one.